Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Now, this, dude, I texted you yesterday. This Seahawks-Lions game... It was yeah. a fantasy football paradise. <laughs> it was awesome. Everybody Gino, was getting scores. Geno Smith great. looking good over here, man. Geno Smith, 320 yeah. passing yards, two touchdowns, very efficient. If you wrote him off, he ain't right back. Right? <laughs> uh, Rashad Penny, huge game, 17 carries, 151 yards, two touchdowns, 67% of snaps. Now, this was the Lions, right? They give up 96 rushing yards to Miles Sanders in week one uh, on only 13 carries, 96 carries to Dalvin Cook in week 13 on 17 carries coming into this game. So it was a great matchup, but the usage did get better for him. Last two weeks, 69% of snaps, and this week, 67% of snaps. Above 50% rap participation each of the last two weeks, 67% of the rush share in week three, 68% in week four. Okay? And the other thing, the Seahawks are moving faster. They're running a lot of plays. Like, this is not... Somebody's yeah. gotten into Pete Carroll's ear. Maybe it's like a new girlfriend or something. But this was <laughs> one of the worst teams in terms of pace of play under Pete Carroll the entire time. Uh, yeah. But the last two weeks, they really upped their pace. Uh, last week, they were fourth in the NFL in adjusted seconds per play. That's a great thing for this entire offense. Um, but yeah, like including DK Metcalf, including Tyler Lockett. DK Metcalf, by the way, like I don't know if you saw this, but he was carted off the field on Sunday because he yeah. had to take a shit. He had the shit. He had the he had the runs. He couldn't uh, clinch up and make his way to the bathroom. You saw you saw the tweet he put out afterwards. He's like the clinch walk wasn't gonna make it. <laughs> I will tell you, I was about, I was ready to cry when I heard that he was carted off. I'm like, okay, it's one thing if he gets injured and he walks yeah. off the field like he was carted off. I was like, oh my god, you gotta be kidding me, man. Because he finally looked good, you know, and that happened. But thank God, that's all it was. 
Um, hilarious. <laughs> he got funny. carded. He got carded there and got carded back. That's just like that's classic shit right there, literally. Uh, yeah. But you know, and of course, of course, Encore. He he caught seven of ten for 149 yards. Okay, so like, yeah. what an all around game by DK Metcalf. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Entertainment value, game. production, yep. Inter- entertainment, <laughs> production, all of it. You know, um, and it was a great game too. So like, yeah. If, if you were watching, like, if I didn't have Red Zone yesterday and I was just watching that game. What a game to watch. What yeah. a game. You know what I'm saying? Just overall. Well, that's Amazing. the thing. That's the thing that I thought was funny. Two things. Just going back to what we were talking about Rashad Penny before we get too far removed from it. Um, he looked like the Rashad Penny of the end of last season, which was awesome. Because, yeah. you know, he's breaking off the big runs. Um, very nice to see. But um, I, I don't know if that's going to continue. I think that it was two long touchdowns that he scored. And that's kind of what he bit, relied on for production last season. If he can keep doing that, great. But I'd still deploy him as... RB2 at best. I have him, I'd have him as a low RB2 next week. Um, but then also, with the, like you said, with the pace of play, it was funny because there were so many plays being run and so many points being scored, and it still ended up being like one of the longest games of the day, which was like <laughs> – it was just a gift from the well, fantasy it, gods. It, it, it was because there was so much scoring that they keep yeah. stopping the clock. Commercial breaks. Yeah, 100%. Yep. It, it was just insane. It, <laughs> it, was, it, was a, it was a great game. Now – I'll say this, like, I'm going to have Rashad Penny ranked a little higher than a low-end RB2 next week. And, and it's because of the usage. Like, it's not just the fact that, you know, two weeks ago, so before week three, he was in a much more even split with, um, with uh, what's his name? Um, Kenneth Walker, Walker, right, on early downs. And they had the passing down back on top of that, Travis Homer. But yeah. over the last two weeks, and especially this past week, like, DJ Dallas was playing a little bit of that role in week three, but they just got rid of that in week four. And then yeah. Rashad Penny started being much more involved in the pass game, uh, you know, 50% route participation. So that's great. That's not what he saw, uh, you know, earlier in the season in week, weeks one and week two. He didn't have any value there. So now at yeah. this point, it's like, oh, okay, like the usage actually got in- increased. And on top of that, the offense is going to be better. Geno Smith actually looking okay. So yeah. this is not the fantasy wasteland that I thought it was going to be, to be honest with you. Clearly so, not. No. Yeah, no, it's not. So I think Rashad Penny, like as long as Kenneth Walker doesn't start creeping in to being like a one B rather than a clear number two, I think I think Rashad Penny has some good value here. Somebody that I wasn't high on coming into the year, but the usage like doesn't lie over the past two weeks. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna have him as like a mid RB two next week. Maybe, Maybe. around like RB seventeen. Or something like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of the range I'll have him in. Yeah. So the usage, just one thing with, with Trap Penny before I move on. Yep. Um, I think it's kind of being inflated by the Lions being like a terrible, terrible defense. <laughs> They're just really bad sure. at this point. Well, so, I guess that's yeah, what do you have? What do you have? 18 opportunities, was it? Like he, he had 151 yards and two touchdowns yes. on 18 opportunities. 17 of those opportunities came on the ground. So it's not like right. he's getting the receiving work. That's going to be much more, it's going to give him a much higher floor if he's getting the receiving work, but he didn't. It was one target they had. And they weren't throwing much to running backs on the day. But um, I think that we might see – this might be a little overinflated um, because his workload was good, not great. And we know that Kenneth yeah. Walker's still there. But uh, it's just something that I'm noting. That's why I kind of said uh, low. Yeah. No, I, I, I hear that. And and I think if if the way I look at it is that even though he only got one target in this game, I'm looking at that 50% route participation and assuming the targets are going to come. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's that's kind of how I look at it. I, I look fair. at that more um, 
than the actual raw targets. And I think the yeah. targets will come eventually. The fact that he's even on the field in those situations, you know, kind of boosts his value a little bit for me. Mm-hmm. And also, it's like when you look at okay, I think uh, you know when you look at like the running backs and like who we trust now, it's like there's not there's not a huge list right now. You know, it's yeah. like it's very like it's like all right, well, I trust this guy and that guy, and like all right, who else? You know, it's not that yeah. many. It's like Christian McCaffrey right now, Nick, Nick Chubb, Chubb, Saquon, uh, Saquon. Joe Mixon. I, I'm even iffy on Joe Mixon. So it's like... Well, the, you the know big, he's going to get the volume. At, at least yeah. he's get the volume. Okay. The, yeah. The, uh, big, the big guys... I guess, I guess Derrick Henry at this point, you know, now that yeah. he's kind of on track again. I don't know. It's not but like the big guys, many guys. Yeah, the names that you think we'd be saying, like DeAndre Swift, Jonathan Taylor, aren't there. Right. So right. it's interesting. Um, speaking of, you know, you know, DeAndre Swift was injured, but speaking of injury, uh, I don't know if you just got the sleeper update. Or a news. I, I just got a news I, report that okay, Javante Williams tore his ACL. Oh, and he's my out God. for the season. Oh, so no. that's a big development right here. Um, oh my God! Today. Um, oh my God, that's terrible, dude. I didn't realize it was going to be that serious. I mean, I knew like the report was that it was going to be serious, but I didn't realize like how serious it was going to be. Yeah. Now, granted, that's, that's it, brutal. It, it, this report, you know, it's coming from Sleeper, and we're not sure. Well, let's see. It Let's could see. Be, I'm assuming this uh, is an Adam Schefter tweet. Let's see. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit it right now. But um, it was tweeted by Tom Pelissero. Yeah. He so that's over. not a good, not a good. Um, not at all. So what does that do for the Broncos' backfield? You know. So, you know, Melvin Gordon. You know, he didn't even look so good. Much. This so even much sucks. Good. You know, you know what's crazy about this? Javante Williams saw 92 percent of snaps in the first half. Yeah. He That's was it. on his way. So everything that we wanted was going was, to happen in this game. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then and he got hurt in the first play. He got hurt in the first play of the second half. Yeah. You know, it, it sucks. You know, Melvin uh, Gordon. Gordon, you know, he's like the obvious beneficiary here, but the less obvious one, but very notable, I think, is Mike Boone. Yeah. Um, you know, he had a ton That's of the probably. early down work. He had some of the two-minute work and third down work, and he's readily available on waiver wires. So I think he's, he's mm-hmm. probably the number one waiver wire pickup this week. Yeah, it has to be. And like I said, I don't think Denver's too thrilled with the way um, Melvin Gordon's been playing. You know, he did not look good again yesterday. Didn't he fumble in this game again? Yeah, he fumbled again. He's had the fumbles. I think he's fumbled four times this season already. Jeez. Oh, my God. Which is not good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah. there's potential for Mike Boone to really take over. Hey, and here. Mike Boone, by the way, he's an athletic darling. I don't know yeah. if you I don't know if you're aware of this, but like I'm just gonna like pull up player profiler right now on Mike Boone. And numbers, I just wanna yeah. like I just want to un- make you understand like what everyone understand like what he is. 80th percentile, 40th yard dash, 71st percentile speed score, 100th percentile burst score, 59th percentile agility score, and 86th percentile strength on the bench press. So he's a he's one of those darlings, you know, who could potentially do some things this year. Um so yeah. Number one waiver wire pickup as I see it right now. We'll see what happens tomorrow. Tomorrow will be our official waiver wire show, and yeah. we'll put out the list and all that kind of stuff. But as of right now, Mike Boone, like obviously Melvin Gordon, is rostered in almost every league, so Mike mm-hmm. Boone would be the pickup. Wow, that's crazy, man. Yeah, I, I, that sucks, man. Javante Williams, super super talented, and you know hoping hoping for the best for him. Hopefully, he makes a full recovery. It is the beginning of the year, so hopefully by the start of next season, you know he'll be good to go. But yeah. that's that's super unfortunate. That sucks, man. All right. 
let's move on. Uh, we have we just still want to go through you know all the stuff that we can this for this week. Um, so no Amara St. Brown for the Lions, no DJ Shark, but TJ Hawkinson went yeah. off. Hawkinson, eight catches, twelve targets. <laughs> Hawkinson, twelve targets, one hundred seventy nine yards and two touchdowns. I was gonna say and a touchdown, two touchdowns. What a day! Uh, he won you your week with forty mm-hmm. PPR fantasy points. And Jared Goff too. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't yeah. need Amara St. Brown this game. He went off. I think he was the number one. Was he the number one quarterback or number two quarterback on the week? I think he's number I think one. Was, I think him and Gino were number one and number two. Yeah, I mean, what That's do you sweet. expect from this kind of game, right? <laughs> crazy, crazy, man, crazy. Uh, but yeah, Hawkinson, you know, I, I wouldn't expect this like when Amara St. Brown comes back and this was a perfect storm for him. But, mm-hmm. you know, this is great. Like, you'll take it. A, a win. I, I think somebody DM me saying that he they had Hawkinson on the team, but they still lost. Um <laughs> That's terrible. That's tough. Yeah, yeah. No, I've had <laughs> that kind player, of thing imagine a player going ape shit for you, and then you still lose. That's, yeah, that's, that's 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 rough. Um, um but uh, for me, uh, Chargers, real quick, man. Oh, go ahead. Did you want to? Did you want to say something? Yeah, about, with Jared uh, Goff, Hawkinson. Uh, Jared Goff and Hawkinson. Jared Goff, number one. He is the ideal QB two because of the offense he's on. You know, yeah. he has a decent floor, but he has massive upside at this point, which is weird. You know, I wasn't thinking the Lions are going to be this good, but they, they're very good on offense. They're not a very good defense. It kind of gives me shades of 2020 Cowboys where they were just fantasy machines. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Terrible mm-hmm. defense, great offense. That's what, that's what I'm kind of getting there. Um, but TJ Hawkinson, yes, I think this is kind of, you know, like you said, perfect storm. Um, Josh Reynolds is also contributing in the passing game. But as soon as these guys come back, Amon St. Brown and DeAndre Swift, it's going to start looking more like what we saw the first few weeks. Um, TJ Hawkinson, it's, it's so funny because like when Amara St. Brown was absolutely killing it, we were like, oh, he was killing it because TJ Hawkinson and DeAndre Swift were off the field. And now TJ yeah. Hawkinson is killing it. We're like, well, when, when DeAndre Swift and, <laughs> and, uh, Amara St. Brown yeah. come back, he's gonna, he's gonna, you know, go back to like square one, you know, but yeah, I hear you. No, I hear it's, you that it's, it's true. Yeah. Tommy Kennedy's there in the box scores. It's freaking hilarious. And he actually didn't have a bad day. <laughs> It's crazy, man. This this is a this is a fantasy it's wonderland. Fantasy conducer. Yeah, very good offense in Detroit for fantasy. Austin Eckler, he was back doing Austin Eckler things. Three total touchdowns and over 100 yards from scrimmage on 19 touches. Eckler is currently on pace for 115 catches, which would be one catch behind Christian McCaffrey's record of 116. And he did it in 16 games. A little bit more impressive, but still. Yeah. Uh, Eckler is on pace for a shit ton of catches. Obviously, Keenan Allen being out, that could be contributing to to that, uh, but we'll see. Uh, w- unfortunately, we didn't get a chance to see if he would get any of the goal line snaps back. We didn't get any goal line snaps from this offense over the past two weeks. They just didn't mm-hmm. have any. So, yeah. you know, if he gets those back, boom. He's back to what he was last year. If he doesn't, it's unfortunate. He won't be getting back to what he was last year yeah a much different outlook at this point right now after a three touchdown performance <laughs> you of know course, what I'm saying? of course because we were course. talking about now, if i saw some goal line carries and they were not going austin eckler's way i would be selling after that game unfortunately yeah. we just don't know but it seems like you know it's the receiving game that's going to give him a, a floor to the point where you don't have to worry about like seriously like having whiffed on austin eckler's here <laughs> yeah, that's the hope. That's the hope. But, you know, with Keenan yeah. Allen coming back, uh, how much of that target? I mean, Keenan Allen's going to get, you know, 26, 27% target share at least when he's yeah. back, you know, eventually. So that that could cut into that, right? Uh, but, you know, I mean, I can totally see Justin Herbert taking away from Mike Williams, right, easily as well. So, you know, he came through. Uh, Justin Herbert threw for 340 yards. He looked like himself. Glad this injury seems to be behind him at this point. 
Yeah, hundred percent. Damian Pierce, he's looking good, man. Like he's he had a great blocking on that one particular play. Took it to the house for a seventy-five yard touchdown, and he did the rest. He 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 looked good on that run. Um, oh yeah. He he ran a route. By the way, his role is getting better. He ran a route on twenty five percent. I'm sorry, fifty two percent of dropbacks this week, which is a notable upgrade from twenty seven percent in week three, thirty one percent in week two. Uh, he didn't see the field on third downs or two minute situations in this game, so he's not considered the passing down back just yet. But seventy percent of snaps this week for him, very notable. Yeah. They're kind of using him in like this Derrick Henry type of role, and what I mean by that is, regardless of whether they're winning or losing, they're going to continue to run the ball with him. So, yeah. you know, kind of like that's what the, the end he's like their engine of their offense. So that would be great. You know, what yeah, I'm saying? No. if that's the case for him, that is very good um, because, it, you know, we don't have to necessarily worry about him coming off the field when they're in a slight negative game script. Yeah. And that's kind of what we talked about. You know, Damian Pierce, if it could be the engine, to the offense, you know, um, it'd be really good for him. And that's kind of what we saw. Um, he wasn't very efficient <laughs> with his passing work. He only had eight yards receiving yeah, yeah. on six catches, which makes me think that, you know, there's still production left on the table. There's still a ways for him to go in terms of his ceiling, but I'm not sure. I don't think the six targets is going to be as sticky as maybe the carries that we saw, but regardless, his, his role looks much better and it's only gotten better every week. It's gotten a little bit better for Damian Pierce. Um, Rex Burkhead is still a factor. He did have that touchdown. So all of Rex Burkhead's came in work came in the receiving game. So we know Damian Pierce has the ground game unlocked. If he could get the receiving game, even just partially um, more consistent, you know, he, we're looking at a very nice uh, fantasy asset, especially if you drafted him where he's being drafted early um, this offseason. Very low. Now, Adam she- Schefter just tweeted out. I was going to say that Adam, she- Adam, she- never mind. Adam Schefter just <laughs> tweeted out uh, yeah. that Jonathan Taylor's actually is on Jonathan Taylor's uh, ankle were negative. And he has a chance to play Thursday night. Okay. okay. So good news if you're Jonathan Taylor on. <laughs> it's good news. I, I don't know why I don't buy it. I don't know why I no. don't buy him playing that this week. But I mean, like the ankle, like the, the x-rays might be negative, but does that mean that nothing is wrong? You know what I mean? So like I, I would just I would take that report with a grain of salt in terms of like him potentially being able to play on Thursday night. It is a short week. Um yeah. have an option ready and make sure that listen, if JT plays. He's in your lineup, obviously, but My just kind of just kind of make sure that you have another option for Thursday, just in case he doesn't go. Um, mm-hmm. Naheem Hines obviously would be the primary beneficiary. Uh, you know, Naheem Hines did play on a, an every down role, you know, with JT out in the preseason, something we've never seen from him. If that happens, he, he'll have some serious upside if JT were to miss the, the, in this game. Yeah. Derrick Henry, is he back, dude? 22 carries, 114 yards and a touchdown. Went over 20 fantasy points each of the last two games. Uh, the Titans, they have Washington next week before their week six bye. Is he back to the, you know, close to high end running back he was, running back one he was before, um, you know, when we were drafting him in the first round? He's not the high end RB1 that we want him to be, but he's a solid RB1. And that's good for me. You know, um, yeah. this is kind of the production I envision from any other running back, not Derek, not named Derrick Henry, when they get this type of workload. Um, Derrick Henry, he's not fully back to what he was he was just an absolute cheat code for fantasy he's not ripping off 90 yard runs like he used to but the workload is there and they clearly have him as a focal point of the offense right now you know i said before last week's game that derrick henry had to get right last week before it was time to hit the panic button and i was giving him that last shot i forget who they played 
but he he came through and delivered and now he's delivering again and um he's earned back my confidence in him as a weekly starter as an rb1 not just as like you know rb2 rb1 derrick henry is back to where he should be um He's he's producing how we want him to. I, I'm confident in him moving forward for the rest of the season. We got some more news, more injury news. Cordell Patterson, he is going on short-term IR. He's going to be out for four games. So we were talking about Tyler Al- Algier, Caleb Huntley. This backfield just got a little bit smaller. Uh, yeah. and we, we, we mentioned that if Patterson were to miss time, this probably will be a timeshare. However, they do like to run the ball. right? They're a run-first yeah. team. That's all they want to do. So I think Tyler Algier, he's going to be right near the top of the waiver wire column. So is Caleb Huntley, because at the end of the day, both these guys were pretty efficient. Um, I yeah. think Tyler Algier uh, is the better, better running back. But, you know, it's possible that one of these guys takes the lead over the other. Uh, Algier would be my would be my bet. Uh, and he was a little bit involved in the passing game as well. So uh, these two guys should be picked up on waivers as well this week with Patterson out for the next four weeks. Yeah, and we'll talk about that more tomorrow, obviously. <laughs> yes, definitely, definitely. Uh, Traylon Burks, uh, he was carted to the locker room with a foot injury. That's not good. We'll see. We'll monitor that to see how serious serious it is. He was seen yeah. on cr- crutches and a boot, um, you know, after the game. I yeah, did get a question he, here. Would you want Tyler Algier over Mike Boone on waivers? Uh, I don't think so. I think no. I'd rather go with Mike Boone. I think he has higher upside. Uh, I think it's going to be a better offense. So, you know, with Tyler Algier, there's a chance that, you know, Caleb Huntley, you know, has an almost equal amount of touches. And I think I honestly think in Denver that there's a chance that Mike Boone ends up, you know, being more valuable than Melvin Gordon. Um, You know, Melvin Gordon is is that dude like he's been great. But this this year he hasn't really shown it. You know, and uh, I we Mike Boone's always been somebody that I was hoping would get opportunity at some point uh, because we know what his talent, you know, what his athletic profile is like and all that. So and he was put in the put in the game right away when, you know, Javante Williams was out. It wasn't like Melvin Gordon came in first. It, he wasn't. It was Mike Boone. Um, right. It's close, though. It's close. Um, now, we got to wrap up this show. So I'm going to go over a bunch of stuff just real quick, you know, to kind of wrap it up here. Khalil Herbert, you know, he didn't end up scoring, but he did play 77% of snaps, 20 touches. He's a, He continues to be a must start as long as Montgomery misses time. He didn't score, but still, Tristan Ebner had two fumbles in that game. You know, I wouldn't worry about him. Miles Sanders, 27 carries, very encouraging. This is a game where the passing conditions weren't great. But instead of yeah. splitting the rushing between him, Gainwell, Sermon, with Boston Scott out, it was all Miles Sanders, 134 rushing yards, two touchdowns. Sanders has actually come through for the most part in three or four weeks. He duped yeah. us, dude. He duped yeah, us. As long as, as, long as, he, as long as he stays healthy, guess who's the top 10 running back right now in fantasy? Miles Sanders. Yeah, Miles Sanders. After mm, that game. Yeah. Unbelievable. That's, that's, just, that's just ridiculous. Because – Chances are you probably got him in like the fifth, sixth round of your draft, seventh yeah. round maybe, um, as a flyer. You know, oh maybe this is the year, and you, it's paying dividends right now. Um, so far, so far, yeah, one hundred percent. Travis Etienne ended up out snapping James Robinson this week, as we spoke out. You know, we spoke last week potentially happening, right? We spoke about Travis Etienne closing the gap on the rushing share each of the last three weeks, and this week they each had eight carries, uh, but yeah. Etienne ended up running double the routes as Robinson did. And we spoke about selling James Robinson before this week. That met, that was met with a bunch of backlash for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you know, we talked about it. And like, if you did, you probably made out big time. You're probably feeling mm-hmm. really good about that right now. And if you didn't yeah. sell him, you know, I would not sell him right now. If you didn't sell him before this past week, I would not sell him right now. There's no way that you can get what you could have got last week, 
right? This is about yeah. selling when the price is right, which was last week. Mm-hmm. Now you can't get the high end player that you could have got last week. So at this point, I'm holding James Robinson. And I don't think it's a panic hold. You're not sitting here thinking like, oh man, you know, James Robinson sucks now. No. no. This was a horrible game script for him. Uh, horrible weather. You know, we knew that it was a tough matchup with the Eagles D-line. Um, this is what we expected. You know, we, we figured that James Robinson might have an off day today, and he did. Not today, yesterday. And he did. He had a, he had a bad game. Um, I think it'll go back. James Robinson will produce again. He'll be the same guy, I think, that you had before. But now his volume, not his volume, his value is much lower, like you said couple other notes uh marquise brown another 11 target game six for six for 88 in a touchdown hollywood on the low is the wide receiver six on the year he's averaging yeah. 19 ppr fantasy points per game legit uh and if you want to sell with hop coming back i get it but i think he continues to do his thing when he's you know with less attention on him i think he's going to continue to do what he what he does he's a good player 100%. um Rondell Moore, he ended up running the same amount of routes as Marquise Brown in his return. That's a great sign for him. Uh, He didn't get a bunch of production, but most of his routes were not from the slot in this game. Only 34% of his routes were from the slot. It did limit Greg Dortch, though, as expected. We talked about him being, you know, benching him this week. He only had one catch in this game. Uh, I do think that when AJ Green is back, Moore will be back in the slot. And I think that has a lot to do with why Moore couldn't get anything going because he's a slot guy. He's not an outside wide receiver. He's not a guy that is going to get open on the outside. That's not his game. Uh, Christian McCaffrey finally being used in the receiving game. Nine for nine for 91 yards and a touchdown. Finally, he's back. This is the type of usage we like to see. Competent coaching. Hopefully. We'll see. (laughs) But they they still quite That's quite a standard. Competent. (laughs) Competent. Yeah. Seriously, man. Uh, Brees Brees Hall, you know, he's taking over this backfield right now. 17 carries, six targets, 66% of snaps. Uh, half the two-minute snaps, most of the third-down snaps, he's good to go. Put him in your lineup. I think every week at this, every week RB two at this point, and he's going to have RB one upside if the usage continues. Yeah, the Steelers made a quarterback change. Kenny Pickett coming in provided the spark that offense needed. Uh, he did show willingness to run, uh, so there might be some fantasy upside here. Like you never know what the upside is going to look like. He has the weapons. I think he's worth picking up. You know, just to see what happens. You know, if you need a quarterback and you're, you're trying these low-end guys, just pick him up, see what happens. I'm not saying to start him next week, but he has the weapons. This is the Steelers, and there is some potential upside here, especially if he's willing to run the way that he showed that he's willing to run yesterday. Yeah. George Pickens on that team caught caught six of eight targets for 102 <clears> yards, <throat> finally having a good game. A lot of his production was with Mitch Trubisky, uh, but with Pickett, you know, behind center, he should be picked up, right? Like, in the second half, two... In the second half, Pickett did end up targeting him at a high rate. So that's two weeks in a row now with 20% or higher target share for George Pickens. So if he's available, I know a lot of people are stashing him, but if he's available in your league, i pick him up right now. Yeah. Ramondre Stevenson, he continues to get touches. He led the Patriots backfield in snaps once again. 19 total touches in this game, involved in the pass game. He's an RB2 right now. Damian Harris, touchdown dependent flex, given he's not involved in the pass game. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I think that's 100%. Um, both of the Patriots running backs look good um, against yeah. against a good Packers defense. You know, so it's um, it's interesting. They had very similar workloads. You know what's interesting, too? It's like the Packers knew what they were doing on every yeah. play because they had, yeah, they with, had the rookie with quarterback. With Bailey at quarterback, yeah. yeah. Like, mm, I wonder who the ball's going to. And they still right. actually, they took it to the wire, the wire. You know, it was a close game. Unbelievable, man. Um, 
Romeo Dubs, eight targets in this game. He came through with five catches for 47 yards and a touchdown. He dropped what would have been the game-winning touchdown. Uh, that would have put him at two touchdowns for the day. Uh, right. And Aaron Rodgers thought that he he caught it, but it, you know he didn't. Uh, Alan Lazard, <laughs> he also had a good day, six catches for 116 yards. I think so. Looking at these two, these numbers, these two were the only Green Bay wide receivers to run more, run anywhere close to full route participation. So it looks like both these guys are very startable moving forward. Yeah, I think so, especially with Aaron Rodgers, their quarterback. You know, I think you can't go wrong. Um, Christian Watson, you know, he did have that rushing touchdown, but he's not anywhere close to the usage or the trust, I think, in Aaron Rodgers um, as yeah. Alan Lazard and Romeo Dubs are. So, he only you know, saw, he only saw a couple targets in this game. So Yeah, and the thing about Romeo Dubs, just a comment, side comment on that catch that wasn't, you know, that was almost the second touchdown. Um that looked very much close. It kind of flashbacks to the Dez catch. It was exactly yeah. what happened. Des, and then now, Des, now it was a Packers receiver. Yeah. Dez tweeted about it too. He's like, that was the yeah, catch. That that was. Uh every time I get sleeper notifications, Traylon Traylon Burks uh has turf toe. No surgery is necessary, but we know how bad turf toe can be. And that can leave guys sidelined and that sucks. Yeah. I might I might drop Traylon Burks if I have I him. Drop if, you, him. If you can't if you, if you can't put him on IR. With turf toe, you're not going to be able to start him for the next few weeks. Yeah, I, that's, that's, that's pretty, true. Yeah, that's pretty tough. Um, so we talked about Javante, uh, Josh Jacobs, man, he went ham in this game. His, this is the best game of his career 28 carries, 144 yards, two touchdowns, 89% of snaps, ran around on 72% of dropbacks. That's elite usage right there. 34 yeah. total opportunities, you know, given that he had six targets as well. If I had Josh Jacobs. I draft him as a dead zone running back, someone I was not targeting personally. It's looking pretty good for Josh Jacobs right now. And he's like yeah. a high-end RB2, you know, if this continues. Yeah, he's looked much better these past two weeks than he has the first two weeks. And that's yes. kind of come with the usage kind of shifting his way big time. Um, you know, we're talking about Brandon Bolden maybe being a guy to target, um, you know, because of the passing game. Uh, that wasn't the case. You know, he got a lot of passing game looks yesterday. The run game, their dedication to the run game is what's kind of, you know, encouraging for Josh Jacobs. Even with Devontae Adams and Darren Waller and, you know, they were missing Hunter Renfro. Um, the run game was where they were going early and often. Josh Jacobs, um, suddenly it seems like the Raiders are okay with using him. You know, they didn't pick up his fifth-year option, which it's – this is why I wasn't really expecting this type of performance, but it's here, so it's good. I'm not going to say so high because he's kind of producing pretty consistently so far this season. So last thing I want to talk about is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He ended up with 19 carries for 92 yards and a score on the ground, one through the air on a two-yard circus pass from Patrick Mahomes. I don't yeah. know if you saw this clip, but he was practicing. He was, like, playing basketball with the football, like, earlier, like, in pregame warm-ups. Mm -hmm. He did, like, a spin move. Like, he was, like, posting up on – I forgot who he was doing it to. But he posted up, fade away, hit the shot, and he did something similar and hit the fade away <laughs> to, to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire <laughs> in the end zone. Um but the Chiefs, you know, listen, they were up big all game long. Clyde ended up taking advantage of the game script. Isaiah Pacheco got work as well. The running backs were able to rack up 32 carries in this game, 56% uh, of snaps for Clyde. The usage itself hasn't necessarily changed on a percentage standpoint. Um, mm -hmm. Game script allowed him to rack up carries. I would love to see, like, listen, I've been I've been talking about selling CEH every single week, right? And how long am I going to say it for, right? I'm probably going to end up saying it until the damn fantasy football trade deadline. However, yeah. this is not sustainable. 
Okay, like I know that it's so tough to trade somebody who's been scoring fantasy points for you, but I'd love to see what I can get back for CEH in a trade right now. I think you'd be surprised. Shoot for the moon. You know, CEH team, shoot for the moon. Shoot for Jamar. Shoot for Justin. Shoot for all these guys. See what happens. Just shoot for it. You know, you never know. That's the guys I'm trying to get. I'm not just trying to get these guys, random dudes, and just trade away the usage. I'm sorry, trade away the production. No. Like at this yeah. point, you're going to start CEH in your lineup, obviously. Like he's not going to be on my bench anywhere, but see what you can get after games like this. Look at his game log. Yeah. Like that's very attractive. That's, mm-hmm. that's what I was about to say. You know, there's no dud that a lot of people look for and like, oh, well, that's going to happen, you know, in the future. There's no dud so far. So now this is peak value, I think. Peak value. Because what happens if he has a bad week next week? And, you know, we've said <laughs> it's funny because we keep saying this every week. What happens if he has a bad week next week? But what happens if he has <laughs> a bad week next week? We talk about capitalizing on the value that you have and, you know, going and getting other guys that, you know, might be able to return more value. Um, this is exactly that scenario. You know, it's not like this is 30 and 40 points a week. Um, this is solid RB2 production, you know, with RB1 upside. Um, I, I think he could get a lot better, maybe even trade up to a better running back. I mean, <laughs> no, um, he's he's a very nice trade piece right now. 100%, man, 100%. All right, we went way over time today because we had a lot to talk about. We really broke yeah. down a ton, a, a bunch of live stuff coming in you know, as we're talking. So we, we, I'm glad that we were able to hit it all in the podcast today rather than you having to wait for it tomorrow. So appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the episode. If you can rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, whatever you listen to, we would highly, we would really, really appreciate it. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Uh, we're going to talk waivers. We're going to order those waivers out for you to make it easy for you guys to make your claims. Take it easy. Thank you guys so much. See you later. Peace.